Welcome to the Bulldog Broadcast, brought to you on the Field of 68 Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, to talk all things Gonzaga basketball. We've been catching up with a lot of former players over the last few episodes. Today's, I'm really looking forward to hearing these guys share their memories, share their experiences, both individually, but also together, because I think that's one of the things that makes Gonzaga so special, is you can take a guy from Poland and a guy from a tiny town in the state of Washington, and they become best of friends during their time at Gonzaga. With that intro, I'm sure everybody knows it's Shemit Karnowski and Rem Bakamis. Fellas, great Hello, to have everyone. you on. Oh, we'll start with you, Shem, because I know the time difference is a little much over there. How's life? Oh, it's good. You know, I'm, uh, I'm rehabbing right now, trying to, to come back to playing and stuff. So... Uh, that's my goal probably for the next two to three months and uh, just trying to back uh, just trying to get back to playing basketball again you know after some episodes with my health well we wish you nothing but the best getting healthy and and we know you will grind it out and you will uh, get yourself back right as quickly as possible rem you've been a guest uh, alongside your your father a, a tremendous coach in the state of washington on my iso podcast how is life as you continue on the coaching ranks down in Waco with Baylor, the number two ranked, not number one, but the number two ranked team in the country. Yeah, uh, life is good considering uh, all the stuff going on with COVID. Uh, we just recently went on pause with our program. So uh, just kind of waiting out these tests and scenarios and try to make sure everybody's healthy this week. So um, yeah, weird times with COVID, but still enjoying it every day. You know, the beautiful thing about technology is uh, the fact that, you know, we can have this conversation face-to-face -face and record it and, and have you guys share some of your experiences, memories with Gonzaga fans. I'm sure you guys have stayed in touch over the last few years because you guys were became such good friends. What's a typical connection between you guys now? Is it over Zoom? Is it over direct message on Instagram or Twitter? Or, or how does that work for you guys? I would say probably through like Instagram. I would say probably through like Instagram, and we are also in a few groups together, so we stay uh, in touch through that as well. Yeah, Snapchat groups, Instagram DMs, whatever. I mean, we see something that reminds us of each other, and we send it right to each other. So, but it's actually it's a pleasure to get to see Big Shem on Zoom today. <laughs> as always. So, Rem, you're, you're obviously moving up the coaching ranks with Baylor. You, you look at the landscape of college basketball from a different lens as you did a few years ago while you're at GU. You're scouting players. You're evaluating. You're putting together scouting reports. Have you seen another big man in the last couple of years have the IQ and the, the touch and the ability to impact a game like Shemek? No, absolutely. Uh, maybe Jokic. Maybe Jokic. But I'm still putting Shem up against him. Um, yeah, I, w I always like to tell the story about when Shemit came home for with me for uh, Easter break and we played some pickup basketball with the local LCC guys and some of my dad's players at the time. And we had Shemit running the break. Uh, he played point guard the whole time. Nifty passes behind the bag, no looks, shooting threes in transition. And guys are like, this is the best seven foot one guy I've ever seen in my life. Like, he brought out the whole bag of tricks that day. So, um, <laughs> You know, he was a special, special talent. His feel is one of the best I've ever seen in college basketball, that's for sure. 
Shem, I feel bad for you. You you went to Longview, Washington over Easter break. <laughs> you could have gone I, somewhere else. I mean, Josh Perkins is Denver. You've got, I think, Jeremy Jones is from Texas. You had lots of options, and you chose Longview? I, I had a great time, you know. Shout out to Billy and Kathy Bakamus for the invite. Uh, you know, it was great Easter. They hosted me really well, and, you know, it was we we got to play some hoops, got to spend time together, and I uh, it was obviously my freshman year, so you know I was still adapting to the U.S. Well, you might not know this, but Rem's dad, as you probably do know, is a legendary high school coach in the state of Washington. They I played know, in the same league as my high school. We beat them on the buzzer my senior year. Bill Bacamus has dodged my high school now for going on what about twenty years around. Yeah, he won't. He refuses to play him at their place. He said they cheated him. I I think he might have told me that story. <laughs> I'm sure he has. He's every time I, I connect with him, either in person or or on a text message, he brings that one up. That's for sure. Shim, you kind of followed the lineage of a lot of really good European players coming over to Spokane. Tommy Lloyd has done a tremendous job of building trust with young European players and their families that they're going to be taken care of academically, basketball-wise, as well as socially in Spokane. Was he when, – when he began recruiting you, what was your initial thought about Tommy Lloyd? Uh, you know, I, I think Tommy was one of the first people that uh, got on, in, uh, contact, in contact with me and my parents, you know, recruiting-wise. So I think uh, Tommy's been to Poland, I don't know, probably five, six, maybe seven times to just talk to me and stuff like that. So uh, it really meant a lot from the, from the beginning of the process. And then, you know, more I got to know about Gonzaga, I knew they had a good tradition with uh, European players and especially European bigs with uh, Ronnie, with uh, Mario, with uh, maybe Rob with, from Canada, you know, so... Uh, I knew uh, that they know how to help the transition for me with uh, with English and with the whole new basketball stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, I thought I thought they, he did a great job, and you know, we still uh, stay in touch and talk. And how about Coach Few? Because from my understanding, that was the first recruiting trip to Europe that Coach Few ever made. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, I have heard about that, you know, and I remember they came to one of my games and actually in that game, I went for like 17 for 18 from the field, scored like 35 points. And I was like, yeah, man, hey, that's uh, that's the best I have, you know, and Tommy's like, yeah, but the last time I came, you had like five points and five rebounds. So don't go too high on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, they came to my game. Then they drove up to my uh, home city and talked uh, with me and my parents for, you know, two, three hours and then uh, offered to, for me to come visit to Spokane and, you know, Kevin Pangos was my host, and I had a great time, you know. Performing in the clutch, that's uh, something that you became accustomed to in your time in, in Spokane, and you did that there to, to sell Coach Few uh, on bringing you to Spokane. Now, Rem, you were a different story in how you got to Spokane, and uh, I don't think a lot of people understand and realize, you know, uh, somebody like yourself who didn't play a, a ton of minutes at Gonzaga or at the high D1 level still is a tremendous player. You had opportunities to play at lower levels 
and probably honestly be a starter, maybe a star at those levels. But you chose Gonzaga. Why was that? Yeah, uh, you know, taking that path was kind of a no-brainer to me after I talked with Tommy, who happened to be um, a family friend and, and a close connection due to his ties with Kelso um, and playing against my dad in high school. So when Tommy presented that opportunity, for me, it seemed like it outweighed playing at a lower level because of the relationships like you two that I have now, um, you know, playing with a ton of former NBA players and Euro stars. It just made more sense to me to put the experience and the relationships in front of my own personal, um, you know, playing. So it worked out for me great. You know, I don't knock anybody who, who goes and plays at a lower level, but going to Gonzaga and meeting the people I met and doing the things I did um, have really shaped me to who I am today. You guys were a part of some tremendous teams and you had different roles on those teams. Rem, is there a particular team for you that stood out, whether it was that Final Four team or maybe one of the other uh, Kevin Pangos-led backcourts? Yeah, um, it's always hard to pick teams just because being there five years, we saw so many great players and uh, teammates. But I, I always talk about the, the Final Four team, obviously, but I don't think the Elite Eight team gets enough credit because, um, you know, the Zags hadn't been to a – second weekend of Sweet 16 in like five or four years or something like that. They kind of had been a little drought to say. And uh, beating that Iowa team and getting to a Sweet 16 and then eventually beating UCLA and then matching up with uh, Duke in Houston was a big, big deal for our program at the time. And, um, you know, we were one win away from that being the first Final Four team. So that's one of my favorite teams that I ever played with. And then obviously you can't count out the Final Four team. It's just – um, a lot of factors, and we know luck comes into play in the NCAA tournament, but those are two of my, my most memorable teams. Well, I've said it before on this podcast. Luck does come in, and there are other factors, in particular Kennedy Meek's hand on that baseline. Yeah. That's one for sure that, that I won't let you remember or I won't let you forget. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shem, how about you? Is there any one particular team that, that stands out for you? I mean, you know, uh, for me, like Rem said, there has been so many great guys that uh, I came across during my time at GU, you know, but for sure uh, that Final Four team when we went on like, I don't remember, maybe like 29 and 0 to start of the season, you know, and it was just, it was just crazy, you know, to be a part of that and, you know, travel every day, basically win every game until the last game of the regular season, you know. So uh, we just had a lot of fun playing together. I remember that game uh, against BYU at home where you guys lost. And, Rem, yeah. I may have told you this before because you got the start that night on senior night. Yeah. I, I need to – when I get Nigel on this podcast, I'm going to ask him this question because Rem was open two times in a row on that far right wing deep in the corner. <laughs> And he could have started the game off with back-to-back -back threes and the kennel would have gone nuts and it would, have been, uh, it would have been a memory for everybody. So I will hold that against Nigel for not, you know, giving you the rock in the corner and letting you let it fly to start the game. Rightfully so, yeah. Who knows? If I, I don't think Coach Few would have taken me out if uh, I had hit a three. But luckily we got off to that start. The kennel was rocking regardless. But I was gassed, I'll be honest. I played like a minute three and I was like – this is what the, the real games are like, like meaningful minutes. 
<laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, those meaningful minutes. There, there's definitely a little different excitement and a buzz in the energy and the crowd and, and the adrenaline's pumping a little differently. Shemek, you're somebody who has gone back to Europe and you've you've started to put together a, a very nice career, but you've also had some uh, injury uh, kind of issues here and there. What are you doing right now, and, and what is the outlook or looking like for you with this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm trying to come back and play. And uh, for me, probably around three months, uh, I will keep rehabbing right now. And in two and a half months, probably I will see uh, what my situation is. And then if uh, I'm healthy and I'm able to come back uh, before the season ends, uh, I will try to do that. But uh, the season is a little, a little bit shorter here in Europe as well. So... Uh, I will not try to rush things and just uh, come back 100%. You know, that's my main focus right now. With uh, the time difference over there in, in Poland, have you had a chance to watch this year's team, Shemek? And if so, what do you think? Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched one of the games. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I like Drew Team a lot. You know, he's uh, reminding me a lot uh, of KO in his uh, in my freshman year. You know, he's moving really well for a big man. Uh, you know, obviously there are so many weapons right now. You know, Corey is a great great leader. You know, as a as a senior, uh, Jalen great freshman. You know, to come and play uh, the first three games like that uh, and to be one of the main guys uh, on the team. You know, Joel is finding his place uh, in the team as well. So, you know, I like that Coach Yu has uh, a lot of guys that he can choose from. That's awesome that you're, you're still following the team as best you can. Now, Rem, I'm going to ask you the same question, but it's going to be a little bit different, and I'm sure your answer is going to come with, with some coach speak because you're on the Baylor coaching staff now. You guys unfortunately had that game canceled uh, a week or so ago due to the COVID guidelines and, and everything that's happening in the world right now. How were you helping Scott Drew and the coaching staff prepare to beat Gonzaga? And be honest, was there an inkling of you that was pulling for Gonzaga and you weren't going to give him the full scouting report? No, uh, definitely not. I mean, I don't think uh... – I don't think Tommy and Coach Few and those guys would appreciate me not giving my best effort to try to knock them off. But um, obviously, they have a special team, like very little weaknesses. So I helped in any way I could, whether it was uh, a play call that I might have remembered or, uh, you know, just trying to figure out guys' tendencies and things like that. But obviously, a really tough team to scout for. Not a lot of holes, um, you know, in that rotation. So... It was going to be a great college basketball game. I think um, if there's a chance we can get it rescheduled, the fans deserve it, uh, the players deserve it, um, you know, the schools deserve it. So hopefully that works out. But I was really looking forward to playing them, and I know how good they are and, and how, uh, how good we are. So it was going to be a really fun game. I'm right there with you, hoping that they can get the game rescheduled. And I, and I know Coach Fuse is as big a competitor as there is, and I've also heard the same about Scott Drew. And if there's an opening in the schedule for both teams, I know they're going to get it done, uh, yep. and there will be a lot of excitement about that. Got a couple quick-hitting questions for you guys before, before I let you guys both go. Shemek, I'll start with you. Gonzaga point guard that you wish you could play pick and roll with? I would say Josh Perkins. Stayed with your home with, with your teammate. I like it. You're staying loyal. Rem, yep. best 
highest IQ Gonzaga player that you've been around? That's Shem. Like, I would say it even if he wasn't on here. That's Shem. He was like our quarterback on offense telling guys to cut. He knew when double teams were coming without even actually seeing it. Defensively, he had guys rotating, and he was on another level. That's why when he's done hooping, if I'm ever in a position to hire Shemek or be on a staff with Shemek in coaching, I want to be together. Hey, that's some we'll high make, praise. We'll make it work. We'll make Gotta it make work. That work. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Shemek. Any Gonzaga player for an open three to win the game, and you play with some tremendous shooters. You've seen some tremendous shooters. Who would it be? Manny Wilch. I would say uh, Kai Wilcher. Wow, that, that's, that's somebody that uh, I would agree with. I mean, I think as a stretch four, uh, you put him in a pick and roll with you and duck in situations on the weak side. It was almost kind it's of automa- – It's automatic. Yeah, it's a pick your poison kind of deal. You guys put a lot of opposing defenses in bad spots, that's for sure. Yep. Rem. Your time as a player at Gonzaga, you probably were thinking along the coaching path, wanting to get into coaching. Was there ever any game plan adjustments that Coach Few made that you disagreed with? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe starting me against BYU since that's the only game we lost that year. But uh, other than that, no. Those guys are rock solid and always equipped going into the games. Like their scouting reports are on another level. Yeah, Coach Few and the staff's preparation has always been uh, as good as any program that I've seen. Uh, And I see a lot of programs now with my college basketball broadcasting season, um, but they're at the top of the list. This is the last question. I can can totally agree with that, you know, compared with Europe. And now that uh, I've seen a lot of coaches, I can totally agree with that, with the preparation and uh, rotation in defense and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Last question. This is for both of you guys. You guys kind of became very good friends, and it was known around Spokane that, that you guys were, were, were close. You guys had a Christmas carol, was it, I believe, or a Christmas, uh, Christmas story? A special on one of the TV shows. <laughs> for anybody that's yeah. listening to this on the national level, can you guys both break that down for me? Go ahead, Sharon. I mean, I would say it was kind of spontaneous. You know, we were supposed to read uh, some story, and I was just like, let's make it kind of fun. And then we found some like sweaters. Like if you look closely on the picture, my sweater is so small. Like it's like the sleeve is like halfway up my arm, you know? So it was kind of funny. Then I started reading it really, really loud. And I, I wanted to be clear. And, you know, Rem was just doing his thing. And I, I thought it came out pretty funny. And, you know, I, I, I thought people loved it. Yeah, I mean... When you put us two in a room together, it's usually pretty entertaining, and we uh, feed off each other pretty well. So um, it was just one of those things where they came up, the studio came up with the idea, but Shemek and I took it to a whole new level with the sweaters and all that. So it ended up being a hit, and every time around Christmas, I get tagged in that photo. I know <laughs> you do. Right well, I'll have to keep an eye out for that with uh, Christmas right around the corner and, and you guys getting tagged on social media with that. So uh rem shemek great to reconnect with both of you guys i I wish baylor nothing but the best of luck except when they play gonzaga this year shemek get healthy and i look forward to uh you continuing your career so thank you guys i appreciate that take care guys